Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Jeff Jacobson, a litigation partner with Fagri, Drinker, Biddle, and Wreath in New York, and Nicole Clark, the co-founder and CEO of Trellis, a state trial court research and analytics platform which recently introduced its law firm intelligence tool to offer insights on business and competitive intelligence for law firms. Jeff, Nicole, great to see you. Great to see you. Great to be here. Jeff, tell us about your background and your practice at Fagri Drinker. So I've been a commercial litigator for 27 years, long time, and I do mostly consumer class action defense. I've been in private practice the whole time, except for a two-year stint when I was in the New Jersey Attorney General's office running the civil division and serving as chief counsel of the AG. So I've seen a little bit of the prosecution side, which also helps to inform my defense side. Nicole, you also practiced law for about six years before launching Trellis. What inspired that shift? Well, I also did a lot of class action work. So I did a lot of employment and wage an hour. And so I was in state trial court constantly. And I simply couldn't believe that the largest court system in the world wasn't accessible from a single interface and, and was really sort of a black box for litigators when it was the primary court system that litigators practice in. And so built on that own frustration is how we moved to make the state trial court system accessible. Jeff, what role do data and analytics play in your practice? You know, we could talk forever about what role it plays if you're if you're trying to, to ingest a large quantity of data and figure out how to use it. I think for purposes of this conversation, the last thing you would ever want to tell a judge is that he or she is predictable, because you know every case is going to be decided on its own merits and it's it's going to be unique. But you know, if I know that a judge denies ninety five percent of a particular kind of motion, or that a judge is going to react, is more likely to react well to one particular argument versus another. That's going to be very important in trying to figure out, because particular. I mean, it, it, nothing says this more than in a class action. In a class action, you could, if you wanted to, run a case through all of its usual traps, and it could take forever and cost a fortune. Class actions really do offer a number of off-ramps if you're creative enough to find them. But knowing how to match the off-ramp to the judge is extremely important because you make the wrong move at the wrong time. It's easy for a judge to throw up her hands and say, you know what? No, we're going to do this the regular way. The plaintiff's going to move for class certification when they're good and ready, and we're off to the races. But trying to get a judge to accept one of the off-ramps can be extremely important to the client. And having data to know before this judge what's the right answer is extremely important. Nicole, how has Trellis evolved to help litigators navigate this increasingly complex docket? I loved what Jeff said about the, you know, the high-level analytics, but also each case being different. And I think that's really where Trellis shines. We can give you the high-level analytics on the judge. How do they rule on specific pretrial motions? Where in the lifespan of a case does it might go away if there's a dispositive motion being made? But then we dig into the underlying data. So for all of the analytics, you can jump into the judge's actual data as well. Their cases, their cases on similar practice areas. 
They're cases where your opposing counsel has appeared before them before and really get insights that can help change the trajectory of a case entirely if you have some of those insights from the start. And just pointing out on the class action side, because again, that's near and dear to my heart, is class action cases have this unique option where the settlements have to be approved by the court for notice requirements. And that means settlement figures are all on trellis as well for class action cases, which means you can dig in not only to understand other class actions before your judge or in the same county with a similar class size and similar legal issues, but you can actually dig in by your opposing counsel. You can see if it's a plaintiff's firm, how have they settled their class actions before? For what amount? What did they get in attorney's fees? Attorney's fees are such drivers in these cases. And so having insight like that gives options to be able to go to the client, talk about potential exposure, and have some data to back that up, and then be able to talk about what the options are and make sure that what the the moves that you're making from a litigation standpoint match with the client's objectives and have that data to back it up. Jeff, how do you use data to gain a competitive advantage? At the end of the day, there's no substitute for experience and judgment. And so it's how you use the data that gives one lawyer an advantage versus another in terms of of winning the business and then actually winning the case. So I bring a couple decades of experience and know, all right, look, I don't care what the data says. You know, this is something where given these facts, it's not the time to make this motion yet. Or I don't care what the data says. We've got the right argument now. We can bring it before the judge and we can use the data to show, okay, you know, your honor, you've seen cases like this before. This is different because... So, but at the end of the day, the data is extremely important because I can, I, I don't want to do this purely on instinct. I want to do this based on experience informed by real world information, but I wouldn't want to make decisions based solely on the data. I wouldn't want to make decisions based solely on gut and experience, but you put somebody with good judgment and experience together with some good data, you can achieve some decent results. Nicole, how does the release of law firm intelligence support innovation-centric partners like Jeff working to solve problems for their clients? So Law Firm Intelligence is our newest release that allows you to look across the state trial court system at a law firm level. And this has been impossible previously, one, because the data is so fragmented across thousands of courts, but also in each individual court, many of them list an individual attorney appearing on the case rather than the law firm. And so we've done so much work through technology to be able to map attorneys to where they worked at the time that the case was moving forward. A lot of lateral moves makes it even more complicated. And then be able to surface insights on the law firm level about their cases, the amount of time their cases take, what practice areas, how many cases are filed over time. So there's so many insights you can get from a business perspective, but also down to litigation strategy. Look up opposing counsel, understand their cases, understand, do they have a lot of experience in this particular region before this judge? Well, every time you look at metrics, you can dig into the underlying data and you can jump into those cases. And now you can understand, okay, how did they handle those cases? You know, is this a law firm that takes cases to trial all the way down to their motions? Another way that uh, some of our attorneys have told us that they've been using it is Let's say they look at their own firm and they see the judges that they appear before most often in a particular area. Well, they can dig in if it's a judge, if it's a similar judge, you click on that judge and then you can look at all of the firm's cases before that judge. 
Now you can actually see the partners that appeared before that judge previously. So you know who in your firm to get some of those anecdotes and some of that information that is directly on point and mix that again with the hard data. But now you know who to talk to at your, uh, in addition to just looking at the hard data. So there's so many ways that having these insights can help you both in uh, being able to, to make better decisions, but also knowing how to navigate sort of where pools of information and experience at your own firm might be. You mean there's a better way than sending pardon the interruption emails to every single one of I would never say that. <laughs> It's a good point, Jeff. You know, you serve as a, a member of the Global Advisory Board for ACEDS, and so you're recognized as a tech-savvy lawyer. How critical is it for litigators to be aware of the most current technology available? So you'd better be aware of everything, because if, if you're not aware of it, one of your competitors is. And, you know, if, if somebody pitches to a client of mine and says, well, why isn't Jeff telling you about this? And I haven't at least understood why I'm waiting to utilize something, then that's a problem. Um, you know, I will say that even though I want to be aware of everything, and even though I am really excited about being the third one through the door, I'm a little leery of being the first one through the door for something that's that's brand new. I mean, we all know the story about using AI to write a brief, and the AI makes up cases that don't exist. You know, there's a lot of reasons why that's a it's not really a cautionary tale because it shouldn't have happened for so many reasons. But with something like Trellis, the data is the data. I mean, you know, there's no reason not to be an early adopter or something like that. Other kinds of technologies that are untested, that are crunching data in a way that's going to be adversary facing before it's fully uh, vetted or judge facing before it's fully vetted. Yeah, that's when I'm ready to be third but somebody comes up with a better way to crunch information that I really need to see, I'm excited about that every day. Cole, with that in mind, what new opportunities can law firms realize with more detailed intelligence, especially as more and more becomes available? Yeah. So there's an interesting potential here. So there's the deep litigation strategy, right? Having the practical insights that will allow you to make decisions on a case level that will benefit the client. Then there is the business perspective as well. So being able for a firm, whether it's marketing, BD, or a partner that's pitching a particular client, to understand the firm's business. We track cases by year, so it can sometimes be a leading indicator of revenue where you can go in and identify, okay, where are we excelling in growth? What practice areas? What regions? What makes up our biggest book of business in terms of clients? And all this data can be surfaced now. But not only that, let's understand where we excel and where we can improve and what are revenue opportunities, but let's compare that to our peer firms that are closely aligned with the types of work that we do and the types of clients that we represent. Look at the same thing from a deep dive on them. What are their types of cases? Recently, have they started picking up a new practice area, a new niche that's really growing? Is there an opportunity there for your firm to grow in a certain area? So there's so many business opportunity by having the ability to dig into this data, uh, which really from the first time from the trial court system, and to be able to assess new revenue opportunities, but also to go to your own client and to show them why your firm is right. 
where do you excel that you can actually pull metrics from? We move cases faster. Or at trial, these are our outcomes. Uh, this particular case type, we have a ton of experience. This judge, we've appeared before and have the hard numbers of how many times you've actually appeared before them as a firm. And this is all the information that will allow you to really demonstrate to clients why you're the right fit and be able to give you, you know, the ammunition that you need both to make better decisions for a client on a particular case, as well as how you think about the, the business overall from an individual partner bringing in business to the law firm itself and areas for opportunity and revenue growth. Jeff, how do you see law firms taking advantage of litigation intelligence of this type in the future? As one very important piece of an overall puzzle. And here's, here's what I mean by that. So, you know, what, what is very exciting about what Nicole's talking about is the ability to get into data in the state court system, which has been really opaque for a really long time. The federal courts, we've had the ability for a while now to dig in and, and ingest all of this data and, and run these kinds of, of highly intelligent data-driven searches. And so we've been able to do this in the federal system for a while. The state system in states like New York and New Jersey, where I practice all the time, California, where I practice periodically, these are places where trying to get that data has been very, very difficult. And so what Nicole is talking about is extremely exciting. The only thing is, it's a piece of a puzzle. Because, for example, you know, having spent some time in the New Jersey Attorney General's office, I know a lot of these judges, I know a lot of their of their backgrounds. I know kind of some of the reasons why they're on the bench. And so there is no substitute because there's no system of data that, that you can look at the outcomes, but you can't necessarily know all that goes into it. So for example, you know, if, if I'm going to go practice in a state where I'm not usually there, I'm going to look at this data and it's going to be very, very useful, but I'm sure still going to want to hire a local practitioner in the area who's familiar with the judge, familiar with the system, and can put that data in context and make sure that I'm not misusing the data in service of a flawed strategy. So the fact that this exists is extremely exciting and opens up opportunities if used, if used the right way in the right, in, it put in the right hands and used in the right way. It can though, going back to my point earlier about wanting to put it in the hands of people with the right experience and judgment, it can be dangerous if you just make decisions based solely on the numbers and not uh, combining it with the talents of a, of a local practitioner who knows what's a little bit behind the data. So I, you know, I think that these are incredible opportunities to, to help further differentiate among local experts, but you still need to match the data to the talent. Nicole, what kinds of insights from that standpoint can, can yeah. industry-leading law firms like Fagery Drinker extract from law firm intelligence, for example, to enhance their strategy, but also the decision-making processes that Jeff is talking about? Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And I agree, right? There, ultimately, this is not a machine can't litigate. It is, and it's never going to replace litigators. There is, you need- It was that. a long time. <laughs> yes, exactly. But the finding out who is the right counsel, that piece it can help with. So you're picking local counsel in an area that you don't practice in very often. 
Well, you have the opportunity to look up that firm, look up that attorney and dig into their cases to see, sure, they say they've appeared before this judge on similar cases. Well, let's look into that and confirm and actually see some of the data ourselves to confirm that we have a level of confidence that this is going to be the right firm as well. And so I think some of those decisions on choosing counsel that has that expertise and talent can be can help to be informed by the data as well. Jeff, can you share any any kind of uh, litigation trends or patterns that you tend to find valuable in your practice? So, yes, is the short answer. In the class action space where I practice all the time, it's amazing to watch how quickly the plaintiff's bar as an entity flexes to adapt to the latest um, you know, to kind of run in the direction of where, you know, why did Willie Sutton rob banks? It's where, it's where the money is. Why does why does the plaintiff's bar choose a particular theory? Because it's getting traction in the court system where they are, because there's a decision that opens up a, a liability avenue. And everybody, I mean, they're in New Jersey, we had the Truth and Con- Truth and Consumer Contract Warranty and Notice Act, which was all the rage that if you had a, an online term that, that was violating some New Jersey law, people would sue in New Jersey until the Supreme Court shut that down in 2017. The plaintiff's bar is, in my experience, more nimble at using technology to figure out where they should be going next. They're more lithe, they're more nimble, they're hungrier, and they're ahead of the defense bar in figuring out where to go. And I think that the defense bar needs to be better overall at seeing the trends before our clients do so we can tell the clients, number one, here's how to stay out of trouble. Number two, if you're in trouble, here's how, you know, here are the best arguments to extricate ourselves. And so, you know, tools like this, which are taking all of the data from the state court system where a lot of these battles are fought in the initial rounds is extremely important. And so I can see this being a something that if used well, by my brethren and sister in the defense bar who don't always use technology well, can keep us, if not ahead of the plaintiff's bar, then at least not four steps behind them. Nicole, how does Trellis ensure the accuracy and reliability of the trial court data presented in the law firm intelligence tool? Yeah, and that's the the data overall, right? All of the court system data, digging into dockets, digging into file documents. The truth is the underlying data is what it is. It comes directly from the courts. You'll find on our website what you would find on a county court website if you were able to navigate your way through, but enhanced with a lot of additional information. And then, of course, with analytics surfaced on top. What's special about Trellis as opposed to, and especially with the, a lot of the technology that's coming out right now, you don't have to guess at how we came up with our analytics and our insights. You don't have to just trust a model. We have the underlying data. And so for every insight that we provide, you can dig in yourselves. And that's something we're really proud about in law firm intelligence, that for every single metric that we provide, the underlying cases down to the filed documents in those cases, where if you're looking at grant rates, you can look at granted documents file, you know, in cases before this judge or, or by your, your opposing counsel. Now, that is all to say, that uh, at the end, we are pulling in hundreds of millions of cases across the state trial court system. And that is a massive effort. And it requires, especially down to our classifications, 
a lot of technology, a lot of alerting, a lot of QA, a lot. <laughs> but that doesn't mean humans aren't involved. It is a human in the loop system. At the end of the day, even when you have algorithms and models coming up with output, you still need humans to confirm and to keep it on track and to make sure Part of what we do is we will dig into any anomalies. Where is a judge that looks like they're a, a, a big outlier in comparison to other judges on this issue? And then dig in. That may, in fact, be the case. But we'll look at the data and then confirm that that's the case. And that's the human in the loop aspect. So a lot of technology in QA and uh, some human QA as well. Jeff, how do you see litigation evolving? So let me pick up on something Nicole was just talking about. You know, I, I'm thinking of one case in particular that I've been litigating in California state court for years, including it started pre-pandemic. And in the early going, I would have a half hour status conference and it would require me to be two days away from my family because I'd have to fly out the night before. And then I would go to the hearing and then it would be too late for me to fly home. And so I'm, I'm two nights away now. And I don't think we're going back now. Those status conferences are on video calls like this one. And that's good in some ways because I'm now not away from my family for two nights. But it also means that I'm no, I'm no longer looking judges in the eye the way that I used to. I'm no longer able to, you know, kind of get a sense of what's going on. I can't read the room as well on video as I used to. I mean, I appeared in front of the New Jersey Supreme Court early in the pandemic, and I, I didn't even know how to address a judge sitting in a chair. I mean, I just, I, I, it, felt, it felt so wrong. We're not going back. And I think that what that means is that the data is even more important because if I'm losing some of the human interactions, at least arm me with better information because if I'm going to lose some of my sniff abilities to figure out what's going on in a courtroom, at least let me know um, some more about the judge that I'm, that I'm appearing in front of, at least let me know his or her experience. So I like the things that technology is is offering to us, it's taking away some of the hand-to-hand -hand combat aspects of litigation that are important. And so you got to take, you know, if we're if we're going to be technology dependent, let's have the best technology. Because I guess what I'm saying at the end of the day. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Jeff Jacobson, a litigation partner with Fagri, Drinker, Biddle, and Wreath in New York, and Nicole Clark, the co-founder and CEO of Trellis, a state court research and analytics platform, which recently introduced its law firm intelligence tool to offer insights on business and competitive intelligence for law firms. Jeff, Nicole, what a privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.